Hey Church, we're in the series Riding Waves and I hope so far that every message has really blessed you and given you a good outlook and, and aspect of how to live this time where we're kind of on these shaky ground waves and storms all around us. This kind of time, we need God's word to keep us strong and keep us straight and keep us hopeful for the future. And we just want to say at the outset of this message, keep spreading hope. You know, Jesus is the hope of the world. And we as the church are the extension of that. And as we shine his light, we are going to touch so many people who need this message of hope at this time. The world is dark, but we have the light. So we encourage you to just keep spreading this word, spreading the good news and spreading hope to your families, to your friends, to everyone that you can. We're in this series called Riding Waves. And today I've kind of titled this Walking on the Waves, right? So if you're ready to walk on the waves, let's dive in together. We're going to pray real quick and we're going to get into the word. Father God, we thank you today that, Lord, you are speaking your word to your church and to a lost and dying world that needs this message. So right now, Holy Spirit, come fill our hearts. Come speak through this word to many, many people. Let your name be glorified. Let our hearts be open. Let us be ready to hear what you have to say. And so we give you space. We say, have your way. Speak your word in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, it's so good to have you with us. We're gonna jump right in. So if you have your Bibles with you, I'm gonna give you a moment. You can just pause the stream if you need to, but go get your Bibles because we're gonna be reading from the book of Matthew. So let's turn together to the book of Matthew, chapter 14. And uh, we're gonna take it from around verse 20. And here's the context of what's kind of going on in this scripture. And it's a famous scripture, one everyone knows, you should know. And it's the it's story of where Jesus' disciples get into the boat and they are heading across the lake and Jesus goes away to pray and a huge storm arises around them and they're without their master. And so we're gonna kind of hop into this scripture and uh, we're gonna read a little bit and then we're gonna hear what God has to say. Because I wanna tell you this at the outset of this message. God is a God of grace, mercy and power. And I wanna say this, Grace is an empowerment. When God breathes his grace into your life, when you allow that spirit of grace to flood your heart and flood your life, he empowers you to overcome everything that comes your way. You know, when, when you need power to overcome sin, temptation, bad habits, when you need power to overcome sickness, death, when you need power to overcome the things of this world, it's God's grace that empowers you. And that's what we're talking about today. And so let's check out in uh, verse 22, Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. I'm reading from the Passion Translation, and so it's going to come up on the screen. But uh, if, you, if you have an online Bible, go check it out in the Passion Translation. It's really beautiful. Check this out. As soon as the people were fed, Jesus told his disciples to get into their boat and to go to the other side of the lake while he stayed behind to dismiss the people. And after the crowds dispersed, Jesus went up into the hills to pray. And as night fell, he was there praying alone with God. Okay, so we set the scene. Jesus has been ministering to a whole bunch of people. And uh, he decides at the end of the meeting, disciples, 
I've heard from Holy Spirit, I need you to get in the boat and head to the other side of the lake. I'm gonna come meet you there, but I need to go and pray. So you guys go do that and I'll dismiss the people. And so he sends his disciples off and he goes and prays. Verse 24, but the, the disciples who were now in the middle of the lake ran into trouble for their boat was tossed about by high winds and heavy seas. Verse 25, at about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the waves. All right, so let's just take a, a brief break there. It's so powerful. I love this thought. I have this kind of like fantasy world movie cinematic imagination. And I, I just imagine these winds tossing this boat and these massive waves. And the, the disciples are terrified at this point in time. I mean, they're, they're on the way to the other side and it's a long way. It's now nightfall. It's dark. They can't see what's going on. And it's getting later and later and later. And here's the big deal. Jesus is not with them. Their leader, their hope, their guide He's, not, he's nowhere to be found. And it says at about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the waves. I mean, just think about that for a second. Have you ever felt like God is taking a whole long time to answer your prayer? I mean, I don't know if you're like me, but if you are like me, we pray prayers and we expect answers quick, you know? I mean, we're, I'm that kind of person, you know? I don't, like to, I don't like walking slow. I don't like doing anything slow. I want to get stuff done. And so when I pray, I'm like, God, I need an answer to this prayer. And it takes a lot for me to be patient. But sometimes, and I, I don't know if you felt this way, but sometimes it just feels like you've been in this situation for a really, really long time. It's not even midnight. It's now 2 a.m., 3 a.m. It's 4 a.m. in the morning. It's been long. Where is God? Where is He? And you see, it's those moments when it doesn't make sense. It's those moments when it seems and it feels like God is just taking so long to answer your prayer that we have to hold on to this concept that his grace is sufficient for us. His power is enough for us that he's never failed us and he's never going to fail us. You know, I feel like right now all around the world and maybe you feel this way as well. How did this even happen? I mean, we're talking about being in a lockdown and we're talking about Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people infected with this virus, a global epidemic. I mean, it, shouldn't this not have happened? Haven't we moved forward? Isn't technology moved forward enough? Where is God in this time? You know, how did God let this happen? I mean, where is God? He's taking long. I mean, it's, why isn't this stuff sorted out yet? These questions are, are questions everyone is asking. And the truth is, we have to... Hold on to our faith. Hold on to our hope. I'm praying that for you today, that no matter what's going on in your life and no matter how you're feeling right now, I mean, we're deep into this lockdown and where's God in all of this? And it says there, at about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the waves. So unbelievably cool. In verse 26, it says this, when the disciples saw him walking on top of the water, they were terrified and they screamed out, it's a ghost. 
You know, they, they were completely, you see, we look at this and we're like, ah, oh, those stupid disciples, couldn't they recognize that it was Jesus? But can you imagine? They're already terrified. They've been, they've been toiling and working, trying to keep themselves afloat. They're afraid for their lives at this point in time. And then out of nowhere, a human being comes walking on water? Bonkers. It just blows your mind. And that's kind of sometimes how God works. It, you can't tell when he's going to come through. You can't tell when he's going to come to you. You can just know that at some point, Jesus is going to come to you. And he said to them, verse 27, be brave and don't be afraid. I am here. God wants to say to you today that he's here for you. He is here for you. He hasn't gone anywhere. Sure, it might feel like he's been taking a really long time to answer your prayer. And maybe it's not even about this virus. Maybe you have financial issues. Whatever's going on in your life, maybe it's issues with families. I mean, this, this thing took over our world. But there's been issues before and there will be issues after once we've dealt with all of this. And God is well aware of every single one of them. He's telling you today, no matter how long it's taking, He is here for you. And He's coming to sort it out. And so as he says this to them, you see Peter, he cries out, as Peter always does, the ambitious one, the really rash and brash one. Verse 28, Peter shouted out. I love that. You see in verse 27 it says, Jesus said, Jesus said, be brave and don't be afraid, I am here. And Peter shouts back, Jesus, if it's really you, then have me join you on the water. Immediately, Peter just wants to test this. You know, sometimes when God's answer comes in a way that we don't expect and we don't understand, we question it. Is this really you, God? You know, I was expecting you to do something in my job, but now you open up a whole business opportunity. Is, that, is this really you, Jesus? I was expecting you to work in my family, but is this the way you want to do, is this really you, God? Is this you? And so Peter shouts out, he tests him. Hey, Jesus, if it's you, then call me out. You see, he knows this thing. If it's really Jesus, Jesus is going to give you the command. Jesus is going to give you the call. Jesus is going to give you the come to me. And so Peter understands that in this moment, if it's really Jesus, he's not just going to come and show off. Jesus might come in in some crazy circumstances, but he comes with a message and he comes with a message of hope. And so Peter understands that if this is really Jesus, he's going to tell him, come to me. And so Jesus says to him, come and join me. That's such a beautiful, you know, I could just spend my whole life in this scripture right here. Come and join me. You know, it doesn't say to us, you go by yourself. Go and sort your problems out. Go and preach my word. Go and do the stuff that I've called you. Go and impact the whole world by yourself. No, he doesn't ever say that. He says to us, no matter what the circumstances, no matter how big the waves, no matter how raging the storm is, he doesn't say you go out by yourself. He says, come 
and join me. And this is the, we're getting there. Just stay with me a little bit longer. We're getting to this realization, this concept that I really want to bring to you here. But he says, come and join me. And so Peter stepped out onto the water and began to walk towards Jesus. But when he realized how high the waves were, he became frightened and immediately started to sink. And he cries out, save me, Lord. Verse 31, Jesus immediately stretched out his hand and lifted him up and said, hear these words, what little faith you have. Why would you let doubt win? Wow. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. These words of Jesus, just this, the sting of it. Like, what little faith you have. Why would you let doubt win? And I know traditionally we've, we've looked at the scripture and we've, we've always kind of come down on Peter and said, you know what, this guy, you know, he, he does this crazy thing where he steps out of the boat and he steps onto water, but like it was obviously immature because he, he, he didn't have enough faith. He doubted too much. He doubted that God was really there with him. And so we kind of come down on him and we, we say, you know, let's not be like Peter. Let's, let's have faith. And that's true. Of course that's true. But today, I actually want to tell you something. I want you to be like Peter. Be just like Peter. Because when Peter got into trouble, he knew the right words to say. Jesus, save me. You see, when we talk about grace, we're talking about the savior of the world. Jesus is the Messiah, the prophesied Messiah. What he did on that cross was the culmination of the entire story that God was building. He continues it on in his church with us today, but there's this pinnacle, this point, and it's the cross and the ultimate resurrection of Jesus where he pays the price for you and for me to get free from sin, free from darkness, transplanted from the kingdom of darkness and placed in the kingdom of light. You see, the right word to say is not, hey, look at me, I'm a great Christian. I am the best at not sinning. I am the best at not doing wrong things. I'm the best at praying. I'm the best at doing. You see, God's not interested in that. What Jesus loves is those who are ready, whether they're prepared or not, to step out of the boat and to go and walk on raging waves. You see, the thing is, we're gonna mess up. That's the point. That's the whole point. We're going to mess up. None of us are perfect. And in this moment, neither was Peter. Neither was Peter. And so I wanna kind of tell you that in that moment, when you fail, when something goes wrong, the words are, Jesus, save me. You see, he's the savior. And in that moment, immediately, immediately, he came and he saved Peter. Immediately. He doesn't wait. You see, we're, we're scared to ask God to save us. We get ourselves into all this problems, all these troubles, all these issues. We're waiting on God, like, God, please, oh, you know what? I, I can do this. I can do it. I can beat any situation. The truth is, at some point, we need the Savior. We need him to come. And that's what grace really is. You see, Jesus says to him this. You have a little bit of faith. 
Why would you let doubt win? And this is what I want to focus on for the rest of this message. This is what grace is. This is what grace is. When Jesus says to him, you have little faith, my question to you is this. What was Peter supposed to have faith in? Was Peter supposed to have faith in the fact that he could walk on water? No, no human being can naturally walk on water. So that's not it. And here's what he was supposed to have faith in. You see, all he had to do was put his eyes on Jesus. Put his eyes on Jesus. You see, what happens is Peter steps out of the boat onto the water and he looks at the waves. See, he's walking on water until he looks at the waves. And as soon as the wave comes, that's when he freaks out. And that's when he starts to sink. And that's what this world does to us every single day. It tries to put our faith, our eyes on ourselves, on our weaknesses, on our sicknesses, on our failures, on our problems. That's what the world is constantly trying to do. The world is constantly condemning us, telling us that we are not good, that we are broken, that we are bad. I mean, just think about the way the world is right now. Every bit of news is there's more deaths. There is more problems. There's more infections. The economy is crashing. There's issues everywhere. Businesses, medical care. You need to be safe and be careful and everyone be scared and fearful. And you know what? The world is constantly bringing us down. It's constantly bringing us down. But that's not the way that God works. You see, God says, despite your failure, despite your circumstance, despite your sickness, despite your failure, despite your shortcomings, if you will place your eyes on me, I will make you supernaturally walk over your waves. And that's what grace is. Come on, that's what grace is. It's the empowerment to walk on those raging waves. That when everyone else is being buried by those waves, you stand on top of them and you walk on top of them because his grace enables you to do it. It's so unbelievably beautiful. You see, when God says to us, like he said to Peter that day, you have little faith. Faith in what? Faith in the fact that you can do it? No. Faith that Jesus has already done it. Check it out. Peter didn't walk on water by himself. First, he saw that Jesus had already done it. He had already done it. Come on, just think about that. Jesus already did it and that led Peter to believe that he could do it. You know what? Jesus already finished the work of paying the price for your failures on the cross. And so now you don't have to do it. You just have to place your eyes on the one who already did it. As Peter's eyes were already on Jesus, he walked on those waves. And as soon as his eyes got taken off of the one who had already finished the work and placed those eyes on his circumstances, on the things coming against him, that's when he started to sink. Because his faith is not in his own ability to do it. His faith is in the fact that Jesus already did it. Unbelievably amazing. And that's what God is saying to you today, is that you have everything you need 
because Jesus already did it. And this is, this is the whole concept. As we're riding this wave, as we're in the storm where the whole world is being affected, we haven't seen something affect the whole world, not in my whole lifetime. We've even had other epidemics and problems that have never had this scale. And so right now we have no choice but to rely on Jesus. And so no matter what's going on in your life, God's message to you today is that you can walk on these waves. You can walk on them because he already did. He already defeated sickness. He already defeated death. He already defeated every failure and every problem when he finished the work on that cross. And so today you need to receive faith. What that is in this situation is placing your eyes on Jesus' finished work, who he calls you to be. You see, he says to Peter, Jesus says to Peter, why would you let doubt win? Don't let doubt win in your life today. Believe that you are who God calls you to be. Believe that you have everything that God needs in you to overcome all things that this world can throw your way. Because that's real faith faith that you are an overcomer because Jesus says you are, that you have overcome sickness, disease, health issues, family issues, financial issues, relational issues, no matter what it is, you've already overcome it because Jesus already overcame it and he gives you the power to walk on those waves. That is the power of grace. That is the empowerment that grace gives you and that's what you need to hold on to today as you receive this message. And so, I wanna pray with us today. I wanna pray that we are like Peter, that we have boldness and courage to step out of the boat. That we'll have the boldness and courage to cry out, Jesus, save me, when we need saving. See, Jesus was not angry with Peter for failing. He's proud of Peter for walking on those waves and encouraging him, you were doing it. Don't let doubt win. You beat doubt back. Let faith prevail by placing your eyes on Jesus, what he's already provided for you. That will be just like Peter in this time. Maybe even just that little one step better. But not worrying about, don't worry about what's coming your way. But place your eyes on Jesus and walk on those waves. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you today. We thank you that you are busy outworking your perfect plan in every person. Father, I pray today that every person that's watching this, whether that's on a laptop or a phone or a TV, no matter where they are, no matter what's going on in their life, you will remind them that you already accomplished the work and that your power, your grace is enough for them to overcome every storm and to walk on every wave. Lord, we receive it today. We receive power. That when the enemy and the world and every piece of darkness comes to condemn us and tell us how we won't win, how we can't win, how we can't overcome, that we will remind the world that the waves are not bigger than Jesus. And they're not bigger than us. That we can walk on those waves by placing our eyes on Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. And so, Father, bless your people today. Give them hope. Give them light. Give them everything they need to overcome. And we give you praise in Jesus' name.
Amen.